What's up, guys? Kelstar with Megan Marie here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday, everybody. We have the Eagles on Sunday night. So who better to join us today than, who? A man, than a man who speaks about nothing else other than the Cowboys and Eagles every single day? Yes. David Hellman. I, I should say who again, because you know what? I love you so much, but I feel like I can't even recognize you anymore. Like, I'm, I, I miss you. Like, Hollywood Hellman, baby. Hollywood Hellman in the house. Okay. It is an honor to be on with the girls who are talking boys. And I miss your I miss your faces. This is so nice. I'm out here. I feel like on one hand, I feel like it's been like three days since I left. And at the same time, it feels like it's been a lifetime. Yeah. So hi. Hi. Thanks hi. for having me on your podcast. So this is like we're over at Meg's house um, having a, a beverageine with like 10,000 dogs running around. So if you hear animals, uh, that's why we have a herd. We have secluded the puppies downstairs. We have. So if you hear some yelping, it's because that's my child making it known that he wants to come play and be obnoxious up here. And I love him dearly, but mommy has rules now because she's a good mom, an adult. We'll see how long that lasts. We have it's called stretching. boundaries. It's fine. He's already sleeping in my bed. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. It didn't last long. <laughs> did we tell the trainer that? Yeah, we did. He knew going in. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I do. Uh, as much as we wish David Helmo was doing this exact same thing with us in the flesh as per he would normally do. It's been uh, a while since I've had a a ranch water hang with my two with my two gals. But this will this will have to do. This will have to do. We'll make it work. So, you know, better than anyone. This is a really big week in our world, our land, but our podcast, especially Cowboys and Eagles. I mean, the NFC East is 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 making you recognize. They are demanding your respect. Five and O Eagles, Jalen Hurts, stop calling him a running back. Four and one Cowboys with a backup Cooper Rush, who people are whether or not you agree with it, questioning if he should continue playing. I mean, it is like the Giants even are four and one. We don't have to talk about them, but like this is the thing. I mean, you are personally, as Megan alluded to, being inflicted on the daily by one no other than LaShawn McCoy. I saw you got tackled by him. That was pretty amazing. Uh how's that going into this weekend? Like, Wait, are you just like dealing with everything from him? Just to if anyone doesn't know, if you live under an effing rock, yes. Then David Hellman is on speak on FS1 at 3.30 Central Time every day. So get your Hellman fix. That's correct. Um, he is on there with Emmanuel Acho, formerly a Eagle, and also LaShawn McCoy, formerly Eagle, but more importantly, Joy Taylor. Yes. Um, so <laughs> just for context, but go ahead. Yes. Now you can continue. Uh, yeah, it's actually, it's really, it's ironic. Um, you know, the matchup everybody's been looking forward to is upon us. And actually our show got co-opted by playoff baseball for the last two days of the week. So like, we don't have shows. We don't have the shows Thursday and Friday, which is a bummer because this is such a big game that obviously you want to talk about, but it's also kind of nice. Cause I don't have to fight with shady. <laughs> so like we got off the air on Wednesday and I was like, okay, cool. I'll see you Monday. And one of us is going to give the other one hell. So Hopefully, 
hopefully I get to do the ribbing, but uh, it's going to, I'm sure it's going to be loud either way. Yeah. It's uh, definitely a big one for these two teams. I, 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 I guess if I could just like set the stage for a minute, um, I love these, you know, numbers for you guys, but if we're going to go buy some of the numbers, the Cowboys have actually won eight consecutive games over the NFC East. It's the longest active win streak in one's division. And then if they end up winning this weekend, it would be their ninth straight win over NFC East opponents. And that is the longest active streak streak. And that would be since 1998 for the Cowboys. So, I mean, despite the fact that like, this is just a big game in general, the Cowboys lead the series. He's going to be three. Like there's wait, what? 69. Nice. 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 Oh, nice. <laughs> um, we haven't even made it like five minutes in the show. And we already have to put a advisory sticker on this thing. Hey, back to our old ways, baby. <laughs> Never um, shy away from a 69 joke. Yeah, Never. it would be wrong. It would be wrong to leave it just sitting there. If this is wrong, I don't, be, I don't want to be right. I, um, yeah. So I, I guess like for me, one of the things that I keep thinking about with the Eagles is that obviously Jalen Hurts has really matured as a quarterback. A lot of people have made comparisons to him and Dak Prescott, you know, at different points in their career, at least where Jalen is right now. Um, you know, he's he's become better at reading defenses. You can't just blanket him with one thing and expect it to just, you know, work. If you if you put him in in more of like your um, your zone coverage, he's gotten more accurate. I mean, he he can run the ball. Like it's 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 kind of dare I say complimentary football in you know all around. Their strengths is going to be more of the offensive side. Our strengths is defensive side. I say our meaning Cowboys. That's going to be something to look at. But then I look at the other side of the ball and I'm like, okay, their defense doesn't suck either. And so while I feel like we've been focusing on having our team rely on the defense to win games, is it fair in you guys' opinion to say that it almost is more on the offense at this point because our offense has to be the differentiating factor because you know the defense and their offense could very well potentially become like a stalemate? I think that is a wonderful point, Chucko. Um, because, I mean, if Dallas wins this game, it's going to be because it's it'll be because their defense keeps doing what it's been doing. Like they're going to have to pressure Jalen Hurts, fluster him. They're going to have to play a lot better against the run. The Eagles are amazing at it. Obviously, it's a different style of run game than any, anything Dallas has seen to this point. Um, but we know that, right? Like we know that this team is going to win with defense. Uh, but I think this is going to have to be the best that the Dallas offense has played all year. Oh yeah. All year. Cause they even, they were bad when Dak was healthy in week one. So this is going to be the game that they need to do the most to win last week. They ran the ball. Well, got by with next to nothing from the passing game, Cincinnati. Um, you know, they, they had two really good scripted drives at the beginning of the game and not a whole lot else other than that. Uh, this is going to be a game where, the offense isn't going to have to carry it, but I really think it's going to be on Cooper Rush. Um, he's going to have to make more big plays this week than I than I think he has in any of the other games. Maybe, maybe the uh, the Giants game. He made a couple really clutch throws in that game, but I mean, this is this is a really nice Philly defense. Honestly, I don't think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL, but I think they have the most complete roster in terms of you look all down the line, offense and defense, and they've just, they've got dudes everywhere. So, I mean, they've got a really nice pass rush. They've got one of the best cornerback tandems in the league. They've got nice safeties. Not sold on just how good their linebackers are as of yet, um, but but they have talent. And so, I'm rambling, but, like, 
I don't think 102 yards in the passing game, drop passes on third down. Like, I don't think that's going to get it done this week. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I mean, I think it's probably it's going to take it's going to take north of 20 points. I'm going to step out on a limb and say the Dallas defense finally allows 20 points this week. So Ooh. it's going to I mean, hey, it would be fun if they don't. But I think you're right, though. Even even if it's only 23 or 24 points, that's what I see happening. And so um, I don't think the offense is going to be able to get by just being a bystander in this game. Well, so speaking of the offense, I mean, the defense has been able to flip the field for them and put them in pretty good position to, you know, have a red zone shot. And they seem to just like flop when they get there. What do you see as like being like the biggest reason that happens? At the risk of oversimplifying, I think it's just, and everybody says it, but like when you get closer to the end zone, the field shrinks and two things come into play. First of all, you don't want Cooper Rush taking a ton of chances. Like that is what makes him valuable is that he doesn't turn the ball over. And I think arm strength is probably part of it as well. Like if you watched, uh, it, it happened in the Rams game the other day. Like I don't, he doesn't have the arm strength to make throws from the middle of the field to the sideline. So it's hard to exploit the ends of the end zone unless you get him on the move. He had one of the best plays of his season was the running touchdown pass to Michael Gallup against Washington. If you get him on the move, he can do that stuff. But like, it's probably going to be hard for him to get it where he needs to get it on the outside. And then just like in terms of velocity with how tight the windows are down there and, and defenses tighten up on the run when you get down there as well. So I think the red zone is a tough place to be with a limited quarterback. Um, I don't, I don't want to call Jalen hurts limited. I don't think that's the case, but honestly, something I've noticed all season is the Eagles definitely aren't bad in the red zone, but, um, but they have bogged down a few times, you know, kicking a lot of field goals or going forward on fourth down a lot. They had, you know, they scored against Arizona on, on fourth and shorts last week in the red zone. Uh, so that's an interesting thing where um, maybe maybe that could benefit Dallas as well, where I think this is going to be a game where where both offenses might have a hard time getting it into the end zone. But that's that's my answer as far as the Cowboys is. I just think I think the red zone is a pretty tough place to be when you have your backup quarterback. So I, I want to break down and ask you about like some key matchups that you think and like storylines worth watching. But. I feel like one other thing that I think could honestly, <laughs> this is hilarious coming from me, be important in this game is special teams. <laughs> mm. I know. Who am I? Who am Wait, I? Do you have your Brett Maher jersey? No, they didn't raise enough money. I should probably buy one anyway. Oh, just get one anyway. Yeah, I probably will. I'm going to ask him to sign it. I'll be like, you don't know me, but I'm your biggest worst fan. Like, <laughs> like that's how I'm going to have to swing okay, it. Okay, you criticized him once like four years ago. It's fine. I know. And we'll never forget it. I will never forget it either. Although I wish I could, but um, I, I, I am, I would be remiss not to mention the fact that the Eagles now have Dicker, the kicker. He had the game winning field goal last week. You know, they don't seem like they're in an amazing spot, at least special teams wise. I feel like ours is actually more on an upswing. When you have a game like this division rivalry, two teams that are strength against strength, it feels like it's a, pretty decent chance that they are going to be neck and neck and that as much as we don't want to settle for field goals or three points or whatever it may be special teams could play a pretty big role do you feel like you agree with that assessment 
Thank God I'm not superstitious, Kelsey Charles, or else I would be like, what the hell are you doing? Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a great point. And the Cowboys special teams with the with the exception of a couple bad punts by Brian Anger, the Cowboys special teams have all, uh, obviously been a very big strength. And that just because of who I am as a person, instead of being like, yeah, that means you can lean on them. I'm like, yeah, that means that the bad game is coming. Like the game where Brett Maher misses a kick or two, or John Fossil gets in Mike McCarthy's ear about going for it on fourth down when maybe they shouldn't. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, in, in close games like this, I I think that's a very good point. And I would absolutely give the Cowboys the edge. I'll, I'll be very upfront. Like, I've watched plenty of Eagles football. I don't know how good of a grasp I have on like their coverage units and stuff like that. I don't know if I've watched their punt team a ton. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they've got a rookie kicker that they signed off the street filling in for Jake Elliott. Uh, and the Cowboys have the advantage of the, the kicker that's playing better, or at least the more established kicker, a punter who made the Pro Bowl last year. And then keep this in mind, too. Like, so we know C.J. Goodwin, and we know that he's great. Calvin Joseph very quietly has been a revelation on the punt return unit as well. So, yeah, I I would imagine, you know, let's let's just be honest. Like, I don't expect the Dallas the Cowboys to score more than 24, 25 points unless something crazy happens, like they get a bunch of defensive touchdowns. So if they're punting a lot in this game, everything you can do to give the Eagles bad field position matters. Like, yeah, I think that's a great point. And uh Hopefully, now that we've talked about it for five minutes, it's not going <laughs> to freaking go off the rails on Sunday night. You've been watching too much baseball. You're turning superstitious. You are. Uh, dude, I uh, shout out. Shout out to our buddy, Critty. Uh, Gr- Greg, he's been he's been gassing me up about the Mariners all week. And he sent me a text. And like two minutes after he texted me about the Mariners leading the Astros, they like gave up the lead. And I was like, you son of a bitch. What are you doing? <laughs> And he he was like, I thought you weren't superstitious. And I was like, I'm not, but I'm mad right now. But now I am maybe a little bit. I need to blame something. Something. Yeah, it's somebody's fault. (laughs) Not mine or my team's. Okay. So I haven't gotten the chance and I'm so sorry to be that guy. Like, my God, this narrative has been beaten to the ground, but I haven't gotten the chance to ask you guys personally. Um, In light of the fact that obviously Cooper Rush is doing well. He has led this team, you know, to many victories. Are we doing this? We're, n- we're not going to go full in. Are I'm we doing this? Going. We're not going full <laughs> in because I can't do that. I'm exhausted. Like, I'm so tired. I kind of already know where you stand because, like, the bus pass comment. I do want to get your thoughts because, like, I have been – I there is that camp. It's like, oh, we'll just keep playing. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, he's your starting quarterback. He's your franchise quarterback. Blah, 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 blah. But I did find it interesting – that Troy Aikman, did you see this, Dave? He went on the ticket and what he said about, you know, his situation where he dealt with this before. I I heard the paraphrased version from somebody else. I didn't like if you have the quote in front of you, feel free okay. to read it. So basically Aikman was like he was the, the whole conversation around if we put Dak back in, if the Cowboys win on Sunday, considering what they've been able to do with Cooper Rush. And Aikman later said, you know, I think honestly, he's like, I've been here before. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing. 1991, when Steve Berline came in and won the last five games of the regular season, and I was ready to play, Jimmy stayed with Steve in the postseason, and I wasn't happy about it. I don't think there are any questions within the organization as as far as 
who was the future for the franchise, but those become hard questions. And it's the only the position it probably happens at if they're winning and they win a big road game against Philadelphia, I can see where they, there is some pause. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Like he's not saying that like, he thinks that it was right that they did that, but I felt like I, I am very firmly in the team, the camp of this is your franchise quarterback. You paid him. I appreciate Cooper rush for doing his job and doing it exceptionally well, but like Dak's your quarterback. I had never considered the fact that like a legend had been put in the same exact position and it actually had happened to him. I mean, we don't even have to go back as far as Troy. Like it happened to, it happened. That's how Dak Prescott got his start. Honestly, like if anybody, if anybody can understand the position, like Dak understands this all too well. Like he got his start in the NFL through a similar situation. Is that the same though? Cause it felt like it was like a lot of injuries. Like it does. It wasn't no, like, a- I mean, it's, it's fair. You're right. That that's totally fair. Dak is a lot younger right now. Troy. A lot was, more game too. Yeah. Troy was a lot younger. Like, I mean, yeah. Tony Romo was toward the end of his career, but it always sounds ridiculous until it's not ridiculous anymore. I guess that's my point. Well, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong. Cooper Rush is not putting up Dak stealing Tony's job numbers. No. So I don't understand. I I, I know why people are talking about it because, like, you yeah. know, we love to talk. It's a cheap trick, baby. <laughs> but it just, to me, it just is a no-brainer. Like, Dak Prescott's the quarterback. Yeah. If he was in the game, our offense could be a lot better. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And I, I mean – I heard that Troy said that, but I think for the most part, a lot of that talk has kind of simmered down since the Rams game because you got a really good look at like what you're really talking about here. I mean, yeah, you know what? I think they scored they they scored like 14 points on their own. Cooper rushed through for 102 yards, not even 14 points, like 10 points. 102 um, yards was wild to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think like. The the one thing that I will say for this, and I actually wrote about it for Fox this week, is I think this is a conversation as long as Dak's health is in question. Like the whole thing, it, it seems silly now because they're four and one, but the whole thing is like, oh my God, we got to get Dak back as quickly as possible. Even a 60% Dak is probably better than nothing because they're going to be one and six by the time he finally gets back and we're going to be screwed. And clearly that's not the case. Like, I mean, obviously everybody wants to beat Philly. It's a division rivalry. It would be a huge win, but like, does it really matter that much if they don't win the game? Not really. Like not in the grand, not, not in the grand. You can let Philly win this game and still make the playoffs. Absolutely. Well, well, the bigger matchup would be Christmas Eve. I don't, I don't like the word let. Cause like, I think Dallas is going to give them a game. They have the defense to do that, but like all we've been talking about it on speak all week. That rhymed. Uh, speak all week. Like all the all the pressure, all the pressure in this game is on Philly. Like they've got, they've got the quarterback. They've you know they've got the unbeaten record. They're at home. There really there shouldn't be any pressure on Dallas to win this game because of how well they've played over the last month. Um, so the reason I'm saying all of this is to say, I don't see a need to rush Dak back. You know, like he's throwing now. He's not going to play on Sunday. 
we'll see what happens next week. Like it's conceivable. I mean, I I think he's going to play against Detroit, but I wonder like I'll be there, so I would like that. There you go. I I mean, I think it's going to happen, but I do wonder like mm-hmm. if there's any question about the health of the thumb, then I don't think that they should because why put him in there and risk injury be why put him in there and run the risk of him not looking like he's ready to play. And then that just ignites uh, a, an That's even a worse conversation. Yeah. yeah. Which there's precedent for this just last year. It's not the same injury, but Russell Wilson uh, dislocated his finger uh, in October of last year. While he, he was at, what's that? <laughs> While he was cooking. He was, he, he was cooking at the time cooking more than he is now which isn't hard to do um <laughs> that man's that man's making frozen meals and he's having he's struggling <laughs> yeah no he's big time Would you like, like this tv dinner <laughs> he's like how do you lean cuisine i don't know big time That's, college bachelor so vibes <laughs> russell wilson okay. is like do you strain the macaroni before you put the craft sauce on it like how does this work um he missed three games and the bye, and then he rushed back because Seattle's record sucked. And in his first game back, he played Green Bay. He completed 50% of his passes for 160 with no touchdowns and two picks, and they didn't score a point. He looked like trash. Uh, so, like, that is that is a type of world that you could be living in if you come back too soon, whereas a few years ago, Drew Brees sat out for five games and he came back. He wasn't all the way healthy, but he was healthy enough. And he threw for 373 and the Saints beat the Cardinals. So, like, how much time you're giving Dak really matters. Now, if if they feel good about Detroit, then I'm on board with it. But otherwise, I don't mind giving him more time if they feel like they need it. I mean, Dak would play Sunday if they would let him. I have no doubt about that. But, like, I've got no problem if, if they want to slow play it. But, like... Once he's healthy enough that he can do everything he needs to do, absolutely not. Like, you're talking about a guy who, I mean, this was the best offense in the league last year. And right now they're hovering down somewhere around like 23 or 24. Um, And I know Amari Cooper's gone. Like, I don't, you know, the offense probably won't be as good as it was last year. But, like, this is a quarterback that can intensely elevate your offense. And I, can't for the life of me understand why everybody wouldn't want him back as quickly as possible yeah this man knows how to cook a meal all right yeah four course wine pairings even like right i zeke could be eaten you never know yeah i need i need dak to come back and play well so badly so that i can stop hearing about how poor i know like my dream scenario was that he came back for this game healthy all the way and uh like just dominated the crap out of the eagles um obviously i would like him to recover more but correct that would have been great (laughs) well um if i know anything i think you guys remember a couple years ago i became pretty superstitious about the smuckers uh peanut butter and jellies that they had in halftime in in the locker room i just have to report breaking news since I have to be the boots on the ground since Dave deserted us. But at the star today, they had two massive sushi boats. They had sushi boats. Who's responsible for this? I don't know, but I freaking love it. (laughs) And I just feel like if that's not a vibe going into this weekend, like, I don't know what is like, I feel like these men are more than prepared. Like this is 
that's a victory meal in itself, a pre-victory meal, if I do say so. Uh, I, I mean, it's only it's I mean, it's Thursday. People are going to be listening to this on Friday. So, like, it's not like that's actually their pregame meal. But like <laughs> he's saying there could still be smucker sandwiches. Well, it, well, I'm what I'm really saying is, like, I don't want to eat sushi right before I play a football game. That sounds gross. Like support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah. Well, some people eat spaghetti and ketchup, so I feel like there's really no... There's no... You're right. right. There's no... There's no There's no hard and fast rules. Um, There's no rules. Put your pants back on. There's one rule. (laughs) Uh, On the the note of none of the notes that we just mentioned, can you please give us a couple of of matchups that you just feel like are going to be you know a worth watching and be just like key and imperative I mean I feel like Micah Parsons is always in the mix you could start with him if that's most likely where you're going to head but I'd love to even hear if there's like a dark horse one that you have that you know a lot of not a lot of people have been considering because again like the headlines stay the same around these teams (laughs) and if we can you know Take another level, like peel peel back one of the onion levels. Yeah, one in particular I'm interested in is uh, Jalen Hurts in the ground. Tell me about that. One. Yes, that one particularly. Okay, I mean, there's there's two matchups that matter as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> and like I wrote about one of them for Fox Sports. Like we'll get we'll get to Jalen Hurts and you the stop name dropping. Like seriously, we know you're a big shot now. Like no, geez. that's that's how. Stuff. I'm you, like you want me, do you want me to teach you like journalism 101 like you plug your work always like, <laughs> click you, on his you don't even um, have to read them just click on them <laughs> exactly give me those clicks click it scroll and watch my show I'll just i don't care if you mute it just Look turn at it that on give me the rating. Plug on tv yeah help. thank you get Dave um me. i lost my train of thought oh, I got it. Yeah. i'm sorry don't no. you I do with 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 my whole heart. I do, even though my life is. Did you just call me a pervert? No. Oh. I said with fervor. Is oh, I... with fervor, with fervor. Okay, yes, with fervor. I mean, my life is a lot quieter without y'all in it. I'll tell you that. Um. Uh, okay. I already talked about it, so I I don't need to do it too much again. But like. Cooper Rush, Darius Slay, and James Bradbury are very good. Like, this is a good corner tandem. We, I mean, he did not play well against a good Rams secondary. Like, Jalen Ramsey had something to do with that. And 
the Cowboys receivers had something to do with that as well. Like Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb both had awful drops. Like that ain't going to cut it. Um, so I, I think the passing game is going to need to find three to five like explosive plays. Like the type <clears throat> that, you know, 20, 30 type of yards. Like you're going to need to move the ball in chunks at least a few times on this defense if you're going to get them to respect the run. Because I think if the Eagles just completely key in on the run, I think they can do a better job of stopping it than the Rams did. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to need to see what, who'd they beat? They beat Washington after they beat, or yeah, so the last two games, the passing game hasn't been anything to write home about. It's going to need to be a lot better, I think. And then obviously, like the marquee matchup, honestly, I'm just so excited to see how Dan Quinn defends Jalen Smith or Jalen Hurts, not Jalen Smith. Wow. <laughs> I was like, that ain't, that ain't difficult. No, that would, that would be, Dan Quinn would be like, please. Yes, that sounds great. <laughs> um, it's going to be so interesting. Like there's so many reasons why this is interesting. Like the Eagles have an amazing ground game. They run it differently than most of the teams in the league. Like there's a running quarterback element. They run a lot of like read option stuff. That's hard to deal with. And the Cowboys quietly, as much as we love watching this defense play, they're not wonderful against the run, at least not when a team is well equipped to do it. Like the Giants had some success. The Bucks ran all over them. Um, so that's something to watch. Can you take the running element out of it? And then if you can, I'm fascinated, like as somebody who covers the entire league now, I'm fascinated to see like, has Jalen Hurts truly evolved as a passer to the point where if he can't build off the run game and the play action game, can he make plays from the pocket? I mean, he does have escapability and can throw on the run very well. But the Cowboys are very uniquely equipped to deal with that, too. You've got Micah Parsons, who's got crazy good closing speed. I bet you Dan Quinn is going to use his safeties a lot in that regard, too. Donovan Wilson has shown his value as a blitzer in addition to the other things that he does. Blitz packages coming. I think you got to pressure this guy. Like, and if he can run, though, too. No, and and, well, you're that's why you're banking on the athleticism of your defense, honestly. Like, yeah, he might break, he might get out of it and hurt you a couple times, but if you're committed to it, um, I think you can A, fluster him and get him off of his game as a passer, and B, preferably get him on the ground. Um, Is it fair to say, though, too, like, I feel like this has been the Trayvon Diggs narrative where it's, you know, he's they play so aggressive and you kind of have to sometimes that you're going to give up some chunk plays occasionally. It's kind of like the, it's like the pro-con list of, of that playing that style of defense. Like, do you feel like Cowboys fans should be prepared for that because that's the way they have to play this Eagles team? I mean, one thing that kind of drives me crazy is in the NFL, I th- like I think regardless, you have to make peace with giving up chunk plays from time to time. Like everybody in the NFL is good and the sport is so skewed toward offense. Like, okay, the, the Cooper Rupp or Cooper Cup touchdown last week was bad for a variety you of just reasons. almost you just spoonerized like two different two different names you're right i did i mean cooper cup and cooper rush being relevant at the same time <laughs> is killing it's it's killing everyone in the media period like if if you like i listen to i digest nfl content nonstop, and like the number of people that get tripped up over it is hilarious but like okay so the cup touchdown never should have happened for a variety of reasons but like don't come at me mad about the two, two Atwell completion. Like that was just an amazing ball. Like Trayvon Diggs 
had perfect coverage on it. Like to act like, like, like that stuff is going to happen once like or he's twice. A slum. You're like, come on. Yeah. Like, I mean, like the other team makes plays like it, it happens, especially with the way the rules are. That's so this thing called football where like both teams occasionally do that to each other. Absolutely. Kind of rude, honestly. I agree. And so, A, I think you have to make peace with that period. But yeah, like, I think, I think you do want to be aggressive in this instance because again, like, you know, I hate the idea of just zoning Jalen hurts all day and letting him pick up little chunks here and there whenever he wants to. Basically, I think you want to pressure him because a, he can get flustered B you can put him on the ground. And that's, that's what I'm so fascinated to see is like the narrative right now is that he has leveled up his play. And I do like, he looks a lot better. I'm not trying to take that away from him, but can he deliver passes as accurately as he needs to, if he's, running for his life or if he thinks he's about to get the shit knocked out of him. Um, and yeah, I mean, I want my secondary playing aggressive in those instances because Jalen hurts has shown a tendency to put it up for grabs to Trayvon Diggs, particularly Trayvon Diggs has been wonderful against the Eagles throughout his career. So, um, I'm okay with a little bit of aggression, especially because, Again, not, I mean, the Eagles can obviously make plays like this. Like they have two great receivers. They have a great tight end. Um, but Smith I'm not and Diggs sure. were not on the same team at all, right? They're like five years apart versus four. Devontae Smith? No, they were. They were? Yeah, they they were at, they were at Bama at the same time. Are they going to um, play? Are you, is that the matchup? I like, for the most part, like Dan, Dan Quinn doesn't do, or at least with this defense, like the whole shadowing thing gets overplayed at least when it comes to the Cowboys like a lot of teams do that for the most part more often than not you see Trayvon on the right side and Anthony Brown on the left side like they and and Trayvon will move into the slot like he was in the slot on Cooper Cup but like following hasn't been Dan Quinn's thing here so like that would surprise me and again this is a team that actually has two really good receivers like you've got Devontae Smith and AJ Brown so does fault does moving Trayvon Diggs around the formation really do anything if there's another equally capable receiver I kind of doubt it um <laughs> you ready for the last most important question I'm going to ask you guys well, sure. another one okay um <laughs> you go because okay. I'll, I'll I'll remember it's about I'm more of a troll question but I'm going to ask it anyways some have said that uh the Eagles are a mediocre five and oh what say you David Helmer. Um, I get an honestly. I Let's this preface is, this by saying that David Helmer is a undercover Eagles Homer, so answer accordingly. I just like I just don't I just don't partake in the rivalry the way that y'all do. Um, I don't I I get annoyed with like I get annoyed when people try to downplay NFL accomplishments. Like this isn't college football. It's not like they've been beating up on Eastern. Tennessee tech or something like that. <laughs> like everybody in the NFL is pretty good. Like, no, the Eagles resume through five weeks is not as impressive as the Cowboys, like who the Cowboys have had to play, who the Cowboys have beaten. I don't think the Eagles have beaten a ton of great teams, but like five and zero is still five and zero, and you have to respect it. And like, and they are playing impressively more often than not in those games. Like the final score says they beat Detroit by three points they had a three possession lead for most of that game. They killed Washington the same way that Dallas did. 
Um, they beat the snot out of a Vikings team that is four and one right now. Um, and, and winning on the road in the NFL is always tough. Like they didn't look very good against Arizona last week, but like, I'm not going to hold that against them. So I, I mean, I don't even, like I said it earlier, like the Eagles are five and oh, but I don't think they're the best team in the NFL at the very least. I would take Buffalo and Kansas city over Philly, but that doesn't mean that they're mediocre. Um, oh, yeah. I'm in true troll culture. I'm going to continue <laughs> the trolls. Okay. We can't be entirely serious on this show. No, you, never. You spend your entire life being serious. What fun is that? Besides none. Um, I I have to ask y'all if Dan Quinn's defense is like really what's driving this team. Do you think that he has more sway, more power? Like, is he like low key, kind of like the true? I don't want to say head coach, but like lead coach of this team. Oh, man. Like, why are you stirring shit right now? Why? Are you I don't know, man. Like, I feel like I don't know why I'm doing this. We were like talking about cooking and Kelsey just grabbed her ladle and she's like, let's go, baby. Let's stir a pot. Do not I'll... quote me on this. Do not put it as a quick clickbait headline. Like, this is just like, you know, fun BSing. Okay. I'll say this. Um. I was, I haven't completely abandoned you. I was in the locker room at SoFi last week because it's 15 minutes from my house. <laughs> um, from my mansion on, it, you know, the beach. Buddy, this apartment is like <laughs> 600 square feet. Missing <laughs> You're um, like, I could go starfish in my living room and touch all four corners. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, oh, Hollywood Dave, remember me? Like, now that you're rich, I'm like, it is flattering that you think I have any money. <laughs> LA is expensive. We're very proud of you. Thank you. You still have um, to get the Haley Bieber smoothie. I'm insisting. Oh, I do. Okay, uh, I live near an Erewhon. Of course you do. Yeah. But there's also, I mean, like Starbucks is there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a bunch of them around here. But Erewhon also, like, time. I did some research on Erewhon after you told me about it. And $500 I was like, per smoothie. It's like, this place, no. this, this place seems terrible. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's for you know, the like, crunchy granola hippie guys. If I can't, if I can't get a box of cinnamon toast, Haley Bieber mm. goes there. Do you think it's reasonably priced? Literally, yeah. that. Well, it's not They're even. Like, oh, not... we we crunch up diamonds. We put them in your smoothie, and you know what? They're gemstones. So at night, inside your intestines, the moon <laughs> will charge them, and you'll, it'll just light your fucking soul on fire. It's not even like, but it's not even the price. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> it's like um it's like Whole Foods on steroids where or Trader Joe's on steroids where like there's no brand name stuff. It's always like, ooh, come get our super granola crunches of bunchy oats. And and I'm just like, dude, can I just have a Nature Valley bar? Like, that'll be twenty-eight dollars for that three ounce package, my guy. Yeah. But I'll go I'll go get your smoothie for you, man. Will you please answer my Thank unreasonable you. prying question? Oh, yeah. So after they beat the Rams. We're all standing there waiting to be let into the locker room and the, the coaches, you know, a gol the, they come down from the press box and a golf cart drives them to the locker room so that they can be there for the post game. And Dan Quinn comes through jacked, obviously, because his defense just played the most amazing game. But he stood out there in the tunnel and was like he waited for like every player and like hugged them all and dapped them up like offense and defense like he was just so excited. I don't know if it was a one-time thing. He might do it every week. I I can't speak to that, but like it was very like head coachy. It, 
it was very head coachy and very like proud father y. Oh God. And I was just He's like a proud daddy. I was uh I'm not gonna call him that. <laughs> he is um, a daddy. He's a swag daddy. He's a zaddy. Okay. Again, just gonna lay out on that. <laughs> you know what podcast you're on. Yeah, you do. Uh, do this to yourself. So I was I was like, this guy, I was like, this guy loves this team and they also love him. So I'm not, I, I'm not, I can't say that he has like more sway than Mike McCarthy, but I do think that his influence is a very big deal on this roster. And, um, but I, I don't think that's a bad thing either. Like, I think most of the best defenses kind of feed off their DC like that, but it was interesting to see. Yeah. I actually, I mean, I, I thought about that. Like I joke, but there's also like a slight part of me that's like, man, like I do wonder if there's something to that. I will say as a Mike McCarthy's biggest hater last year um, and through the preseason and, you know, maybe the first game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been doing a better job. Who? Mike. Michael. Yeah. Michael it's, McCarthy. I, I mean, I think McCarthy's, best asset or best trait has always just been like he's just kind of got a steadying presence um yeah and i think that that's important but do you think he stopped uh bones from doing crazy things last week i actually would love to build out the while you while you think about that the <laughs> archetype of every like head coach like or coach position like what you think the prototype of like a special teams person is like do they have to be a little nutty you know what I mean? Like they got to be a little like off their rocker, like just a teens. You know what I mean? To like be like that creative to do some weird things and like take those risks. Like what is like the typical like DC look like? What is the typical like OC look like? I feel like I mean that you, could be a fun little research project. It's this is purely anecdotal, but like you can see you can see some similarities there. Like defensive coaches by and large are usually like a lot more intense. Offensive coaches are sort of like introspective and deep thinkers. I don't think, I mean, like our old friend, Rich Basaccia, I wouldn't describe him as nutty. Uh, he's a damn good special teams coach, but he's a little nutty, but he's my kind of nutty. We love him. He's not as nutty as like bones fossil though. No, not at all. Nobody. But like, like I think like no, DCs are like DCs are like, kill him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, Special teams coordinators either seem like they're very eccentric or very meticulous, or maybe a little bit of both. That's fair. I don't know what I, I think when you shows. only when you only get like okay, so an average game, you probably have somewhere between like ten and sixteen special teams snaps. So when you only get sixteen snaps a game to make a difference, you, you gotta really think outside the box. Okay, um, so. The last thing, because we love you and we can talk to you forever. And I'm going to be honest. Probably will after this. Correct. Okay. okay. Just watching this awful freaking Bears Commanders game. Our, so. our dear friend, Chris Branchy from The Athletic tweeted something very poignant. He said, the NFL is hazing Amazon with these Thursday night football games, right? And I was like, yes, indeed. They it's are. funny because. um. It's funny because the first Amazon game was amazing. It was Chiefs Chargers. Like the NFL was like, you get to have the best game of the year. And Amazon was like, thank you. And then they're like, everything else is going to suck. But hope you liked yeah. that week two game. That's like them taking advantage of like as someone in like the sports esque business. They're like, oh, 
Amazon's never done this before. So we're going to just going to give them like a package they think is good. And they'll get really excited about like this little piece right here, like the first game. And then the rest is like garbage, right? Like we're going to throw in the assets that literally no one else wants. Like the, the shit in the, at the bottom of the box. And they're going to be like, but you got this one and you got to mix up. You hooked them at its strategy. It's brilliant. Honestly. Yes, please. They're but just like Thursday night games always kind of booty anyways. They are. Yes. Of Exactly, but they weren't always worth a billion dollars or whatever the hell Amazon wound up paying yeah, for. That's it. just pocket change for old Jeffrey Bezos. Je Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> you okay. did it. <laughs> okay. So for real though, we need to know your prediction because like I just love to hold people accountable for things that don't matter. And so here we are. I'd love to, you know, put your hand up against the flame. Megan was looking at me like very terrified. <laughs> She's like, you haven't been around in a minute and now I'm scared because you're weird. I forgot how weird you are. Um, really though, if you want to go score score prediction, you can. If you want to just be like, it's going to be a close game and the Eagles are going to win, well, that will suffice, but like, give it to us. My mama didn't Not raise Not in a sexual way. Jesus Christ, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. My mama didn't raise no bitch. So I'll give you a prediction. I'm not... You're not going to like it. I, I just, I think, I think the Cowboys are equipped to win this game, particularly with their defense. Like I think they can get to Jalen hurts, make him make enough mistakes. Um, but like, if you're just looking at it objectively, there's enough stuff going in Philly's way. Like they're at home. They have the better quarterback. They run the ball really well, which is probably the one thing Dallas's defense wishes it could do better is defend the run. Um, and like, unless you have another performance like last week where you get a defensive touchdown and a blocked punt, I'm just not sold that the Dallas offense is going to get enough points. So I have Philly winning a nail biter 24 to 20. Um, Whoa, I was going to say 24 to 21. Yeah. So I mean, with a, with a Brett Maher field goal, which is like, whoa, whoa. Wait, Brett is stretching. Oh, okay. I hear that would make sense. I know it sounded like she was going to say touchdown, didn't it? Did I oh, so you're saying Dallas wins 24 to 21. Yeah, I'm going to say okay. Brett Maher like just really wins. And then I'm going to really if Brett Maher wins this game for us, I'll buy a jersey. You have to. I literally have to. And I will actually find him actually, at, at the at the whatever table, the training table. And I'll be like, Brett, you don't know me, but I really need you to sign this. <laughs> And I need you to write a really awful note about how you hate me as a human being. If you like no, if just you say shot for everyone. Love Brett. <laughs> <laughs> That's if you try it. to get Brett Maher to sign your jersey in the training table, HR is going to throw you out of there. <laughs> say, uh, dude, be smart. Just go buy. Just go find a fifty dollar Amari Cooper jersey and like tape Maher over it. Like you don't have sure. to buy an all new jersey. Also, I can't get kicked out of there because I don't even work there. Like, I was down there today. All the more reason. They'll be like, wait, you don't even work here? You're going to jail. Get Pete and I. Skip's going to paint the bottom of my of my shoes red. We we discussed. We determined, like, that I don't need to oh, buy red bottoms? Literally. I was, like, telling him the story. I was like, you probably don't remember this, but, like, 10 years ago, literally, when I was young, when I was a youth and I was an intern, you told me the story. He's like, he's like, the offer still stands. Bring your shoes up. I'm going to paint them red. Like, y'all need to stop spending $100,000 on a pair of 
loop of whatever they call them. Like I told my wife years ago, we're not doing that. I don't know why I gave him a country accent. He doesn't have a country accent. Yeah, I was going to say, Skippy <laughs> doesn't sound like that. He doesn't sound like that. That's what she, uh, her voice for old men. It is. I miss, I miss Skip Pete. He's, he's fun. He yeah, it was. Like he would have an accent. Yeah, <laughs> Skip true. Pete. With a name like Skip Pete, it That's was true. it was surreal seeing everybody last week. Like I've only been gone for a month, but it's crazy how quickly everything like moves on when you're not there. I'm yeah. jealous that you got to see Jory. Jory, I did. I got I got to see damn near everybody. I got to see uh-huh. all my old DC.com people. You went on I saw a date Jory. with John. I you did, did go on a date. Yeah. Me and John went out to the Hermosa P- uh, Beach Pier. It's great. I hope you held hands like old times. I do too. We did not, uh, but we did watch a lot of college football. If you yeah, guys didn't that's know, that's kind of the same thing if you think about it. Johnny sure, Matches that's... and David Hellman back in the day, day and their prime, they were they were roommates, and it was a beautiful. John was trying to save Josie's life. Never forget. It's true. And they were roommates. And, and they, they were, were roommates. roommates. Uh, yeah, we were. Oh my those... god, they were roommates. <laughs> those were the <laughs> days. Did <laughs> I check on? All right. Okay, let's do a Vine compilation. Ready? Go. Yeah. Like we're gonna we're gonna stop putting you guys in through our inside jokes. Um, David Hellman, thank you so much. Can you please just you know before we hang up this official meeting and talk about your life and catch up with you because we love you dearly and miss you. Tell the people, pimp out your ish. Tell everyone where they can find you, how they can help you make more money, how they oh, can. So you're gonna let me. What's your cash like, app? Also will allow it at this. Yeah, yeah. it's okay yeah. now. <laughs> What's your cash uh, app? What do you need? Uh, <laughs> on wish list. I wish I had a cash app. Um, <laughs> I work for Fox Sports. I am on a television show called Speak on FS1, wherever, you know, whatever channel that is. Oh, wow. Kelsey, he didn't part, want you to say that foul. so much ah! that he just cut you off. Oh, sorry. Silence your phone. Like, geez, is this your first it, podcast? It is silenced, but it's on my computer. I'm illiterate. Keep going. Is Be a that, professional. Feel like it didn't happen, okay? Geesh. Is that a boy calling you? It, I don't know what it is. Oh. Is uh, it? Yeah. Speak is on whatever whatever your cable provider says FS1 is. I also write for FoxSports.com. I think you can actually, you can watch Speak on the Fox Sports app. All that stuff. I'm on Twitter all the time. David Hellman underscore. You know, I just, yeah, I'm everywhere and nowhere, if that makes sense. Wow, that was you're an enigma. I am. I'm not. I'm not. And there's there's nothing mysterious about me. With a side of sriracha. I need to work on your housewives tagline now. We should do that. You are gonna. You're gonna be in. Honestly, over under how many years David Hellman makes it on a reality TV show? Uh, I can't imagine a scenario where I would be on a reality TV show. He'd be terrible at it. You would, would be so be. bad. You'd be, be the producers would be like, hey, do this. And he'd be like, no. He'd be like, absolutely yeah. not. Yes. All right. You're a joy. You can put me out for that, though. In a pleasure. Okay. Megan's going to be a producer of a reality TV show. She has a great idea. Actually, that's true. If there's anyone listening who does anything with TV, Megan has a wonderful Send idea. Send me back to Montana. I have some people. She has some thoughts. I work with uh, t- people who work in TV now. Oh, so. do you work in TV, David? I work in TV. He has a dressing room. <laughs> Guys, he gets lunch sent to it for real though I say that I'm jealous of we, you. please support our favorite human man we love him dearly he's such a baller and we don't deserves... like a lot of human men but this one but he's this, all right. this one's ours I'm a real boy That's boy he deserves the world all right David Helm. thank you so much for joining <laughs> bye guys we do appreciate it so so much um guys make sure you subscribe to the blogger boys podcast wherever you get your podcast whether it's Spotify Apple iTunes or Stitcher also 
come hang out with Megan and I on social media. I'm on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles. I'm also on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. And Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. And then if you want to find Dave, uh, Google him. He's all over the place for real though. Make, make sure you follow him. We um, also have a, a little something, something for you. If you, uh, you know, check out our socials. Oh, we do. Actually, it's important that you know that we'll retweet it after this. Um, we have, if you remember a couple years ago, um, Megan Murray popped off on the internet and had a brilliant saying of brilliant sayings, right? And of course, me being the savvy business person who likes to spiral on ADHD things, I decided to create a t-shirt design out of it. And therefore, we now are bringing back said design in favor of donating to NAMI Mental Health Awareness. And it's an incredible charity. Check them out. Um, National Alliance on Mental Health and Illness. Yes, correct. Words are hard. Words are hard, God. but donating to good causes are not. So yes. make sure you do that. We will have that link up for a couple more days right after the Eagles game. Um, just so you guys know, it's going to be like 10 days afterwards. And after the, I submit the order, it'll get sent to us. Meg and I will grab a glass of vino, pack those up for y'all, and you'll have it in time for the next game. So Check that out. It's a good cause. It's a good shirt. We took a lot of time in making it. It's a soft shirt. You'll enjoy it. It's and, very soft. And you can match us. Yeah, we'll be twins. We'll be twinning. Um, most importantly, though, there's something that you have to remember this week, every week, but most importantly, heading into this weekend. And Megan, those words are? This is me reading your future shirt. It's going to say Dallas forever, Philly for never. On your t-shirt. Birds are not real. Birds are not real. Goodbye. <laughs>